to minister in that capacity behind. Okay? So, um, I'll just quickly go to the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19. Um, today I'm going to use various uh, Bible verses, uh, versions, uh, just to give us clarity. So, even as we begin to look at God's word, that we are, uh, all of us are on the same same page. Okay? So, Ephesians chapter 2 verse uh, 19, Bible says, Now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven. But you are members of God's very own family, citizens of God's country, and you belong to God's household with every other Christian. So we are we're no longer strangers to God, we're no longer foreigners to heaven. Okay, we are part of God's own very family and uh, members of citizens of God's country, and we belong to God's household with every other believer. Before you take your seats, okay, I want you to turn to your neighbor. And say, what are you doing by all means? <laughs> Today, church is very few people. <laughs> I was going to ask you to wait for a response, but you can't wait for a response, okay? Here, take your seats, and I hope you've got your books ready, even as you look at God's word this morning, okay? <laughs> All right, so it's, we have, we're in the month of May. And the month of May, we are um, in a series of, of, uh, of, of lessons or teachings which have um, titled Common, Common Ground. It's important we get to understand that all of us uh, have come into the faith uh, of God with other believers. So there's no one who's isolated, no one who's a stranger. Even though God calls us as individuals, we enter into God's family where we meet other believers as well. Here at Mount Zaxon Center Carver, we say people are our heart. This is one of our core values. Um, this means that um, our heart is for all people. All people are loved by Jesus. And we make no apologies okay, to reach those that are far from God. Whether they're in the light or in the dark, it doesn't matter. So long as we reach them. Uh, we know that uh, light is best seen in the night. Amen. So as we come to God, other believers, we want to make sure that we don't come to God alone. I thank uh, Adrian for leading us in those prayers. Because why the church exists, that um, we may be able to depopulate hell and populate heaven. So as the Lord gives us ability, we have to make sure we always take uh, advantage of that ability which God gives to us. So we've been learning about fellowship, human fellowship. And um, what we have to know as well is that God uh, gives, gives gifts um, of men to other men. Okay, so um, even as much as we are various individuals, we also have to know that um, uh, uh, God is able to give us men as gifts. All right, so you can't downplay people who are on your side. You can't downplay your neighbor. You can't downplay your your boss. You can't downplay anybody because God uses the people that He brings close to us. So uh, today we're continuing from last week. Uh, that last week was what do Christians do? Verses part one. Today we're going to part two, which is by by all means. Yeah. So uh, we've been talking about fellowship, human fellowship, and what church is, what church is, church, church is not. And uh, for recap, as a recap, shortly, I want to just go through some few. So just be able to bring everybody up to speed. Uh, those people who have not been following us, because they can be able to know where we're at. Okay. So we began to say that um, God doesn't only want us to believe, okay, for the sake of the forgiveness of sin, but He also wants us to belong to a family. And this family is not an invisible family. 
family is a physical family or people are able to see you to get to know you we're able to uh, uh, have life together so because you're in a family you've got an obligation and just as uh, god told us um in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10, that uh, we have to do good to all people, especially to those of the family of God. So all of us have to know whether you have uh, an obligation to other believers, especially to other believers. All right. And um, the last point was that our faith is more expressed when we're in community with other people. Uh, this means that whatever God gives to us finds its expression when you are in community. So we're going forward today, uh, we're learning about what you need to do by all, by all means. Okay. And oh, yeah. So Thursday we had our first, um, uh, after a long time, uh, connect groups meeting. Please do continue meeting because that's why you have real church. Uh, what happens here, you get inspired for the week. You get, uh, 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 yeah, uh, charged up. You know, your faith is built up. You're equipped. You know, but life happens when you're in the community. So it's important you're always in community with other, other believers. Okay. So please make it your endeavor to find a place where you belong, even as we are going through the month of May. So that you can be able to understand and uh, make the most of the gifts that God gives us too. Okay? Yeah, so we, um, yeah, we're in Philippians chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 19. Montreal again says, Now you're no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven, but you are members of God's own family. Citizens of God's country, you belong to God's household with every other believer. You have to uh, know, he's saying household, not a house. A house can be a building, but household is, uh, is an institution where there's a head, you know, there's, uh, there are things happening there. For the, fa- for the family to function, the household, uh, at, at, it has to function at household level, you know. So even as much as we were learning last week that we have put an obligation to every believer, that that obligation happens in the context of us being in a household of God with other with other other believers. Okay, so even if, even as it, as, it, as it is with um, our families and our homes where we came from this morning, each and every individual has got a responsibility in that home. If you're the father, the mother, you have to provide, and if your children. If you have children, those children have to be children in that as you're providing, they have to be able to accept that provision you're giving. And I think last year I said, if they can't do anything, their responsibility is to look cute. So they have to look cute. Make sure that <laughs> whenever you're posing with them, <laughs> they make you look the best that you can be. <laughs> All right? <laughs> yeah, so everyone's got a responsibility in the house. Everyone's got a responsibility in the, in, in the family. Uh, that's why the household um uh is important you know if 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 no one is doing their role in the household it would be a mess you know but god has designed it that even as we spend time uh, together with our spouses things certain things begin to align you know who does what you know the children begin to know what they need to do as well so it is with, with this family we've come into we don't come into god's family as as, as aliens you know he stored us here that we're no longer we're not even foreigners to heaven we're no longer strangers we we are members of God's own family, citizens of, of his own country, and we belong to God's household with every other Christian. So there's, there's, um, there's uh, responsibilities that we need to, uh, 
to get to know that we that we have as members of that family so that we can make the most of that um, uh, experience of being in God's family. But I'm not going to go uh, deep into that. I'm going to talk about that more next week. But today I want just to us to know what we need to do by all, all means. Besides, we have to exist in God's family as a household with other with other believers. So you have a role, okay? And one of these roles that you have um, in God's uh, family is that you have to do life together with other believers, okay? This is one of the responsibilities. I'm going to dwell, about, I'm going to dwell on that today, your responsibility with other believers. But we know that it is not easy to interact with human beings because all of us uh, carry different issues because um, we, are, we, are, we are flawed and we're waiting for the time when God's going to glorify our bodies so that all those flaws can be gone, okay? But we have to know that even as much as, as God has called us as, as individuals, he presents us to other believers as gifts, okay? So you are a gift. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a gift. If your neighbor is your spouse, okay, <laughs> you have to know that <laughs> they are your gifts, okay? And uh, yeah, people are to, our loved ones are gifts, okay? But by and large, okay, we have to know that we are also gifts to other believers, okay? We are a gift to other believers. And it's a privilege that God has given to us to, to be gifts to other, uh, other men. It's, it is, don't have to downplay this gift. If you downplay this gift, you not benefit from the blessing that is uh, there when you are in community with other believers. So you are a gift to somebody, a gift to men. Okay? Not only to your spouse or to your partner, but to other, other believers. Okay? So you're a gift to the family of believers. Okay? So one of your responsibilities is that you have to exist together, you have to do life together, so that you can be able to experience, experience that. Okay? Genesis chapter 4 and verse, um, 4 verse 3. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 3. Um, okay, we're going to read. Just, just hold on there. Yeah, I think I missed that one. Okay, this is a picture of what happened um, to the believers when Christ had uh, uh, gone to be with the Father. Okay, this is what happened. They began to meet. Okay, so the Bible tells us here they committed uh, themselves to the teaching of the apostles and to life together, a common meal, and to uh, prayers, okay. So it's easy for you to commit to the word. It's easy for you to commit to prayers. But that's, also, that's not only that's not the only thing you're committing to. You're also committing to life together with other believers and having a common meal with them. Yeah. So uh, Philippians chapter four and verse uh, three. Philippians chapter four and verse three. Should we also just go to the next one? What's the next one? Okay, um, first of the four and verse three, I think I have it here. Um, it says, "Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace." So he's telling us here that we have to make every effort to make sure that we continue doing life together. We make sure. By all means, you make every effort to keep uh, yourselves united in the spirit, um, binding yourselves together. Uh, with peace, okay? 
Yeah. So if we're going to, if, if God is going to require that we do life, uh, together, there are certain things that we need to do deliberately. Deliberate things that we need to, to do. We can call these, um, can call these, um, uh, rules of engagement. Okay. And these are rules of engagement, which I want to talk about this morning, uh, that you need to do. Make every effort to make sure that you do those things. If those things are not done, you won't be able to enjoy uh, the, 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 the to enjoy the the joy of acceptance because that's one that's one thing that people want to to do. They want to belong somewhere. So if you don't know what the rules of engagement are, you won't have that privilege of um, uh, feeling accepted. You won't have that privilege, the blessing of friendship. You won't have that satisfaction of. Of, of, of being valued and that sense of fulfillment that comes by making a difference in the life of other believers. Okay? So, by the Holy Spirit, we're able to make difference in the life of other believers. But if you're in isolation, you can't uh, be able to benefit from that. So, what are, these, some of, what, are these, some, what are some of these things that you need to consider to make sure that you exist and do life with other believers? This is very elementary teaching. I called it Christian, Christianity 101, or Jesus follower 101. If you are in school, you know, your first year courses uh, 101, okay? So these are very elementary teachings, and I'm going to build on this this year so that you can get to have a better understanding of um, the context of fellowship and the context of how we exist as believers. Okay, so Romans chapter 12 and verse 16, Bible says here that live in harmony with each other. Do not be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and do not think you know it all. This is a wonderful scripture. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why I'm preaching any further. I should stop here and just say the benediction and close. Okay? <laughs> it says, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and do not think you know it all. We're talking about rules of engagement. And I love it the way it says it in the New Living Translation there. Okay? For you to be in community with other believers, you don't need to be proud. Okay? Uh, this means that for you to be in community with other believers, by all means, you need to have humility. By all means, have humility. But what does humility mean? Okay? Humility um, is... Not thinking less of yourself. Sometimes we think humility is thinking less of yourself. If you think less of yourself, that would be forced humility. You know? But what humility means is thinking of yourself less. Okay? So you don't think of yourself less. Oh, sorry, you don't think uh, more of yourself. You don't think less of yourself. You don't... Uh, 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 you don't... Um, not thinking less of yourself, but you are thinking of yourself less. So it means that you don't make yourself as a priority. You are less of a priority. It means thinking of yourself less. Not, not, not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of, your, of yourself less. That's what humility means. So by all means, if you're going to be living life together with our believers, you have to make sure that you think of yourself less. If you continue thinking of yourself uh, more than others, then you're believing in pride. So for you to be in community, 
You have to know that you have to think of yourself less. Can you go back to the scripture? Okay. I want to, 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 to highlight some things there. Um, it is easy for us to talk about what we have achieved uh, when we are in believer, when we are in in um, in, 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 in community with other people. All right. There's always that temptation to think of yourself more than other people. And whenever God uh, uh, says things as direct as, as this, the things that don't come out or come to us uh, naturally, the things that you have to really pay attention to. What separates us sometimes is um, the grade of our work. Okay, I know some 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 companies have got the grading system, maybe a one, two, or three, four, five, or A, B, C, D. You know, so you're already separated at that level. Sometimes it's separated by the work that you do. People relate with you by the work that you do. But if you're going to be in community, you have to uh, uh, fight that uh, temptation to to live up to the things that you have amassed for yourself. Whether it's your maid, whether it's the people that you've employed, if they're believers and they exist in the family that you belong to, you have to know that the same blood of Jesus Christ that washed your sins away is the same amount, the same blood of Jesus that washed those people away. Same sins that uh, washed those people's sins away. <laughs> it's not like yours was more purified or more uh, decanted or distilled, <laughs> or purified more, you know. The same value of, of, of just blood, the same value which each and every individual has. So whenever you are tempted to think of yourself better than other people, you have to remember that what unites you together is not uh, your social standing. What brings you into community with other believers is not uh, what's in your bank account, amount of money that you earn, but what brings you into fellowship with other believers is the blood of Jesus. And it's the same for everybody. So if uh, Jesus Christ was willing to spend or die and empty his blood on us, it means each and every individual who has accepted uh, the, the, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and his death is worth the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? So, by all means, have humility. <laughs> So this is a quality. It is not a, a talent. It's something that can be learned. Something that can be practiced. Something that you can grow and get better at doing. It says, do not be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. I think it's Hebrews uh, where it says some people have entertained strangers without knowing, knowing that they're actually entertaining, stra- entertaining angels. You know, <laughs> It says, do not be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. You have to know people are a gift, regardless of their social standing. People are a gift. God gives to us other men and women as gifts. Same blood. What separates us, not our social standing. What brings us together is our relationship with God. What brings us together is the blood of Jesus Christ. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 29. Bible says, um, do not use foul or abusive language. Okay? But that is easy. Do not use foul or abusive language. Okay, for some it's easy. 
But I think it's something that you can just, before you become, before you say anything, foul on it, you can usually record it, you know? But it says, let everything you say be good and helpful. So that the words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So, you're being, uh, doing life with ordinary people, alright? But what you say should not be abusive. What you say should be words that are an encouragement to those that hear them. It should be, should be the keyboard. Keyboard? Yeah, to those that hear. Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. So the words that you speak should be though for those that are helpful. Words that should be encouragement to other <laughs> and those that hear them. Okay? So when you want to speak about what you've amassed, you want to speak about what you're doing, what's happening in your life, okay? Is it an encouragement to those that hear them? Is it helpful? Okay? Is it building them up? Is it edifying them in that moment? Okay? I remember one time we had some uh, guys who came to play uh, keyboard on a Wednesday here. So when they came, I introduced myself as Chimpukesa, you know? And they were so free. And they asked so many questions. I asked so much about them, you know? And because I didn't know I was pastor, we had our prayer meeting and they, I thought they're going to come and they're going to, they're going to leave and start praying, but they stayed. The following day again, they came, you know. So the following day, they were asking, how come we, you know, had such a wonderful time praying yesterday, but there was no man of God. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> at all, okay. <laughs> so I didn't even disclose it then. So I asked them about their 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 their, their school. I asked them about their family. I asked, I got to know a lot about those guys. You know, until finally, uh, I think up so Mikefe, you know, Mukulanda. So no, no, so I'm just waiting for the deacons to come. What about? I wait for deacons. I don't know. Uh, issues the pastor. I cheers. Yeah. So they they they, they were dumbfounded. They laughed. They laughed. They laughed. They laughed. They laughed. They laughed. You know. But it is easy for us to talk about our pedigree, uh, how far we've gone in education. You know, but at that particular moment, okay, is it encouraging somebody or is it that you want people to treat you a particular way? Mm-hmm. Because it's easy for you after you've amassed so much education, even if your name is Mwansa, you become Mwansa. <laughs> you become, you become Chimpukesa. <laughs> Chimpukesa. <laughs> you know, but everything you say must be helpful so that the words will be an encouragement to those that hear them. So, by all means, have humility. Amen? So that the words that you speak may be an encouragement to other people. Um, James chapter 4 verse 6. Speaking about pride, God says, uh, gives us a stern warning. James gives us a stern uh, warning in James chapter 4 verse 6. He says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So if you want to experience grace, you have to be humble. What is grace? Grace, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'll put it there. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Bible tells us that, that, that we should approach the throne of grace boldly. It says, come boldly to the throne of grace. 
that you may obtain mercy and, um, and, and find grace in your time of need. Grace is a medium of exchange which we have as believers. The currency that exists for us as believers, followers of Christ, is not money, Zambian kwacha, US dollar. Our currency is grace, the sufficiency of God. So, God resists the proud. So, there's been certain things that you may be trying to fight, something that you're trying to overcome, and you're thinking maybe somebody in the village, somebody in your bloodline, then you don't know what this God is actually resisting you. <laughs> you know? Because of pride. God says he, do, he, 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 resists, he resists the proud. That's the horrible place to be. But he gives grace to the humble. So he gives you medium of exchange where you're able to find all sufficiency just by being humble. And you can't be humble alone. Okay? For people to see your humility, you have to be in community with other people, right? <laughs> No interaction with anybody, you know. So God has designed it in such a way that whatsoever uh, gifting as it relates to our perfecting happens in community. Yeah, so my second point here. Um, Romans chapter chapter 15 and verse um, 15 and verse 1 and 2 Romans 15 1 and 2 The Bible says we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and do not please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. Okay? So he's telling us that we have to be strong for the sake of the weak. And not being strong for the sake of the weak so that we please ourselves. But we are strong for the sake of the weak, so that for, for, for that weak person's good, and you are being uh, you're, you're being strong on be, uh, for for the person who's weak will lead to edification. But this is the reason why I use so many Bible versions, okay? Because there are so many words, and I, I don't know whether you're understanding, okay? Uh, this scripture. So I like the way it says it in the New in the Living Bible. Um, Living Bible, I think that should be the next slide. Living Bible puts it this way. Yeah. Living Bible says, For we must bear the burden of being considerate of the doubts and the fears of others, of those who feel these things are wrong. He's telling us that we must bear the burden of being considerate. So, by all means, be considerate. And being considerate is a burden. Especially if you've been in church for a long time, <laughs> sometimes you can even forget where you used to be. When somebody's struggling with something, be like, ah, number, number, number. Abanabo. You know? But the Bible is telling us here that you must build the burden of being considerate. For the sake of other, other, other believers. Okay? Because we are going to be in community with our people. Everybody is different. I think on starting I said it, that we have flaws. And other people also are able to experience the flaws. Uh, are able to experience other people's flaws. 
But sometimes, and this is true, other people's flaws seem to be too much, you know? <laughs> they seem to be too much. <laughs> As this case, two flaws are too much, and you feel like you need extra grace. Yeah, this person, I need extra grace. This individual is going to remove me from the cross. He's going to undo the work of the cross over my life. And I know you know such people. But God is telling us to, by all means, be considerate. For we must bear the burden of being considerate of those, uh, 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 of the doubts and the fears of others. Okay? So I'll give you an example of somebody's attitude. But it cannot only be um, somebody's attitude. It can be someone's experiences. When you're in community with other believers, you're bound to know about other people's stories. And they can tell you a, a deep a deep story that's deep to them. Okay, something they've experienced that is, it's, it's, it's a tragedy to them. Okay? And they tell you, you know what I went through when I was growing up? I tell you, I had a horrible upbringing. And after they share it, if you don't have, you don't, uh, you don't bear with the better of being considerate. After hearing the story, their story may not be as bad as yours. And you'll be like, oh, if we get this chance, if we I remember I was sharing a story about my my because I, I was at a I was at private school, you know. So at a certain point, um, um, uh, I wasn't able to to carry. I had to choose between having breakfast and carrying uh, and taking those things to to school. Okay, and after a long time of doing it, when that that privilege was removed, I was hurt. You know, so I remember sharing that story with somebody, and they're like, "Ah, oh, you don't used to carry things to school at lunch. I was just going. I was like, oh. it was painful to me. Okay, so in bearing the, in, in being consider in being considerate. Okay, being considerate means that you have to bear the burden. It's a burden of being being considerate is is burdensome. But God requires us to have, uh, by all means, to be considerate. Amen? So even when someone tells you a story which is not as bad as yours, they're like, oh boy, that was really hard. Wow. But look at you now. It is well. Thank God for you. So maybe wait for a year until you share your story, okay? And then that individual won't remember. No pain at all. Even at private school. <laughs> so, by all means, be considerate. This is very, very important. If you're going to be in community, you're going to be in connect groups, you're going to hear stories, deep stories, you know. And maybe they won't be as deep as yours. You know? So you wait for the person to share the story. Okay? Know that out oh, they can't quit there and <laughs> being considerate is a burden. Okay, and if we're going to experience the gift of relationships, the gift that God gives us, uh, give, the, the gift that of men that God gives us, gives to us, we have to consider it. Amen. Yeah. So, and God puts different kinds of people for our sake. The beauty of our fellowship is that those difficult people He puts in our midst, those hard uh, people uh, with with horrible character and horrible attitudes, you know, who are. Uh, by the grace of God, have come into the faith. <laughs> God wants us to know that we must bear 
the burden. And the longer time we spend with such individuals, find ourselves in such circumstances, the better our faith is shaped. Okay? Those people are there to build our faith. Those people are existing there so they can help us improve our social skills, help us to make sure that we are bearing the burden of being considerate, you know. So if such people are in your connect group, don't stop going there, you know. Because <laughs> those people are there to build, to build your faith. Um, uh, it can be their doubts, their fears, you know, all those exist to build, to build your faith. Because you may be the, 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 the solution. Or you may be the encouragement for them to keep on going even after they've gone through all that they've gone through. But don't downplay their story. Amen? Don't, play, don't downplay their story. Okay, so um, being considered also uh, has a certain, another aspect here. Um, that's, uh, let me just talk about it briefly. That is, um, I think, uh, are we going to Romans chapter 2, verse 10? Yeah, Romans 12, verse 10. Yeah, so it says, Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves okay so in being considerate you are devoted to one another in love okay um let me also best mention this uh before we move on um you know your family is very very important huh? the family that god has brought you given to you one that you're born into is very 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 important you know um but do you know that your family, your where you're born to, that family, you won't have the same family when you go to heaven. Eh? The family we want to carry to heaven is the one which we, we, we are born into once we get, um, we get saved. One of the things that's going to last forever is the, this relationship that we cause, that we form here on earth whilst we are in the faith. So the point we know that we have to defend this. Okay, so these are things I'm talking about where you have difficult people, you have all these uh, people who've got doubts, have got stories, maybe they're even unbearing. You have to know that you have to, you have to continue, you have to, you have to defend that, that family. Okay, you have to defend that family, not avoiding it, but defend that family, that fellowship. Okay, um, which takes me to the next, the next, the next, um, the next point. Okay, it says uh, real community happens when people know they are safe to share their doubts. Okay, so when people are, uh, know that they are, they are safe to share their doubts, okay, uh, there can be confidentiality. Okay, can be confidentiality. So in bearing and being considerate means also that you have to be very confidential because you get to hear people's stories. Um. Yeah, you have to get to know people's stories. I'm, 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 I'm losing my, my points here. Yeah, you have to be able to, 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 to keep a story. Okay? And you know how it is Pentecostal circles. Sometimes uh, when, people, when people expose certain things about them to us, okay, uh, you, can almost, you can almost be tempted to turn that issue into a prayer point. Ah, maybe even after they disclose it to you, 
brethren, we have to pray that you sin in our fellowship. <laughs> Let us pray. Let's pray for, for, for our brothers. I'm not mentioning anybody. Let's pray for our brothers. <laughs> you know, but true commitment happens when people know that they are safe to share their doubts. Okay? So if you're going to be in a connect group, whatever happens in your connect group stays in your connect group. Amen? When someone feels like they've got this urge to share something they're going through, let it stay in your connect group. Okay? Let it not come on Wednesday during the prayer, the prayer meeting when you have um, when you have our intercession. Deal with it there. Unless it's too much that you need other people to help you and you get permission to do that. Okay? Proverbs. So just read the Proverbs verses quickly. I think we're almost running out of time. Okay? Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 28, it says, Gossip is spread by wicked people. They stir up trouble and break up friendships. Remember, we have to defend our fellowship. We have to defend our fellowship. Make sure that that unity, by all means, is kept. Okay? So people who spread gossip are wicked. Sometimes we're like, Alelanda fear, Alelanda fear. I understand, I don't talk for Lelanda. I was just saying, and I was able to hear what you were saying, but it's gossip. The second scripture in Proverbs tells us this, because this verse delivered me. It says, in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 4, it says, A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. So the person who is listening to the gossip is as wicked as the person who is sharing that gossip. So whatever happens in your connect groups, in your fellowship, as it relates to confidentiality, please let it stay, stay there. But confidentiality does not mean that you are quiet. If there's an issue that you need to deal with, you have to go into God's word and see how you can address that issue using the wisdom that God has given, given to us. Okay? So a wicked person listens to, the, to deceitful lips or gossip. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. So it's a wicked, a wicked liar. You're a liar and you're wicked. And you listen to wickedness also. So the one who's gossiping is wicked. The one who's receiving the, the gossip and giving an ear to it is also, is also, is also uh, wicked. You know? So by all means, okay? By all means, confidentiality, by all means, bear. That burden of being considerate. Okay? And I'll just go quickly to my last point here. In James chapter 3 verse 17 uh, to 18, Bible says here, Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. I don't know if you are paying attention. He's saying real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life. Okay, by all means, we're talking about a holy life. But it's characterized by getting along with others. Okay? So, for God's wisdom to find, to find expression, okay, it has to happen with other people. Okay? It has to exist where you're getting along with other people. It says real wisdom. Okay, is characterized by getting along with other people. Okay, it is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings. Not hot one day 
and caught the next. Not too fast. And this is what happens, okay? And COVID showed us also, also this. Because one time people were on fire. The next time after even church opens, it's really hard for you to get back into that. The character of God's wisdom is getting along with others. Not hot one day and cold the next. Not too faced. Let's go to the next. Should be verse 18. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoys its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. That's so clear, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So by all means, okay, keep coming back. Or keep going back to your connect group. Okay, by all means, keep coming back here. Even when it doesn't make sense to you the first time, we always say, keep coming back. Keep coming back. Eventually, it's going to make sense. Bible has made it clear here. That is the hard work of getting along with others. It is hard work. You get hurt even by people in church. And the ones that hurt you in church are even the most painful. Because someone who's not in church, but ah, it's okay. Chiwali mubonfia. Number when somebody from church hurts you, like, mm-hmm. But God wants you to keep coming back. Because it's important that you are in you are in fellowship. Okay? So getting along with each other is hard work. Getting along with each other is hard work. So it's not based on convenience. Sometimes we base it on our convenience. But once we realize uh, the power of fellowship, the power of us being community, it won't matter whether it's convenient to you, to you or not. Uh, the, the, the conviction that you have concerning your spiritual health, okay? That conviction should make you want to be in fellowship because spiritual growth, spiritual health happens when you're in community with other believers. They don't happen in isolation, okay? So, it's not, then they only happen automatic, okay? You may struggle the first time, the Bible's calling it hard work, you know? But the frequency of you doing it eventually becomes a habit of your life. The frequency of you doing it will become a habit of your life. Have you ever been to a meeting that you didn't want to attend and after you attend, you're like, ah, I've been so much blessed about this, you know? When you don't feel like going, is when you should go, alright? So make sure that you do your work in time. Make sure that nothing is carried over home. You know, get some work in time. Uh, 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 whatever you need to do. So you just keep that one hour on a Thursday night where you're able to, to relate to other people. We're able to relate with other, other people. Amen. So it's not, commit, it's not automatic, it's a function of time. So frequency is important. So what should drive you is not that pastor says be there. But what should drive you is that you're concerned about your spiritual health. And your spiritual health uh, is sustained when you're in community of believers. Amen. Anybody with a question? You can ask on Thursday during your connect group. <laughs> That's why connect groups are there. Alright, here we're just here for a limited number of time. Can you be upstanding as we come to a close? Have you been blessed this morning? Yeah. So bear with one another. Bear with me. Bear with your neighbor. Bear with everybody. 
All right? People will hurt you, uh, but for the sake of your spiritual health, by all means, by all means, be, be humble. By all means, keep coming back. By all means, be considerate. Amen? Yeah, so, so some of these just very, very basic elementary teachings. And uh, this Wednesday, yeah, this Wednesday, we'll talk about um, something in line with this. So I'll just begin to consolidate what we're learning on a Sunday. Okay? I want you to pray. Just two prayer points. And the first one is, Father, make me humble before God and before men. Second prayer point. Father, give me capacity to bear with others. Amen? Open up my mouth and begin to pray. Father, make me humble. In the name of Jesus. For God is the one who lifts the humble. He resists the proud, but the one who elevates, promotes the humble. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ask the Lord to make you humble. In Jesus' mighty name. I want to give you humility before men. Gonna make you humble in the presence of God, other people in the mighty name of Jesus. That what will be uh, your identity you'll be identified by your humility and not what you've been able to amass for yourself. All these mature things pass away, but relationships with other believers are the most important thing that you need to know and need to have. So say, Father, help me in just mighty name. May me be humble. In Jesus' mighty name, help me be a carrier of humility and I'm able to represent your kingdom in Jesus' mighty name. That I'm able to have grace, have access to grace that you give to those that are humble. In the mighty name of Jesus, pray, ask the Lord to give you capacity in Jesus' mighty name to bear the burdens, to bear the capacity to bear the burden of, of, of being considerate with our believers in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We pray that this word will find fertile ground in our hearts. That it's going to uh, yield fruit and fruit that will remain in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for every uh, individual who you bring to us, whether they're difficult people or not, whether they're less of us than not. We thank you, O oh God, because these people are able to show us our blind spots, places where we need to work, that we may be able to be in fellowship with our believers and be a blessing to others. For, the, for, for you are the God who is able to give men as gifts to other men. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. I have been blessed this morning.